This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. listening to In a City Like Yours, a semi-monthly podcast featuring interesting people with interesting life stories. This podcast may contain language and or subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Michael G. Moore. Please visit our website at inacitylikeyours.com. That's I-N-A-C-I-T-Y L-I-K-E-Y-O-U-R-S dot C-O-M for links to our social media, all popular podcast platforms, and links of interest pertaining to all episodes. On this episode, I chat with Buddy. Buddy is a former British police officer who, after 10 years in the force, decided to leave and is now embarking on a new career in the musical arts. Join us as we discuss his earlier days as a musician and why he decided to become a police officer and finally, his decision to start a musical coaching business. Here's Buddy's story. My name's Ashley, but everybody calls me uh, Buddy. Uh, I, there was a story behind that, but um, short version is I'm a lifelong Buddy Holly fan, but uh, I'll, um, I'll get to that in a little while. And I was born and raised in Greater London, so the outskirts of London in um, not-so-sunny England, and I'm currently in a place called Aylesbury, which is in um, Buckinghamshire, lots of greenery and uh, very good for raising a family. So um, that's that's where I hail from. And just to give you a little bit of background about myself, really, uh, from an early age, I've just loved performing. Um, there's a radio station over here called um, Capital Gold, uh, it was a, an AM station, and that was always blaring out in the mornings at home. And I've got fond memories of getting ready for school, listening to classic music from the 50s and the 60s. And I just got hooked at a very young age on Buddy Holly and Elvis Presley, uh, Johnny Cash, sort of everybody in between, really. And that's what I always assumed that I was going to do with my life, uh, just be a performer, go into music, go into entertainment. And I started to learn to play the keyboard at age 12. And then I got my first guitar when I was 16 and branched into that and took singing lessons while I was at college. And then I started university just because it seemed like the natural thing to do, you know, did college, so go on to uni. But it was at that point that I just had a little bit of an awakening, really. I realised after my first term at university that unless I know the right people here, I'm not just going to, um, brackets, get a job in music. And I thought, right, I I'm not enjoying this. This has become very theory heavy, uh, very theory laden. I'm not taking a great deal from this and I'm going to cut my losses now and leave university, which was my first very big decision I thought well I'm going to be paying for this for years and years and years or I can cut and run now so that was my first life decision and I 
felt that that was the right decision at the time. But then very quickly, realisation hit me. I thought, uh, I don't want to swear on, on your podcast, but I thought, OK, damn, um, what now? And there was that bumming around period where I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's where a friend of mine had recently applied to become a police officer. And through nothing more um, elaborate than not having a clear direction myself as, as to what I wanted to do, because I dropped out of uni and although I enjoyed music, felt a little bit lost, I just thought, to heck with it. I'll stick in an application for the police, uh, try and become a police officer in the Metropolitan Police Service and completely without giving it too much thought, I put in my application and was told I was successful, uh, which really came as a shock to me um, and to my family as well. And um, yeah, lo and behold, then I found myself at police training school, embarking on um, uh, police training with, with a view to, well, like it says on the tin, be a police officer. And um, it was about that time as well that uh, my mother was diagnosed with um, cancer. She'd had it previously and it was all fine and dandy, beat it, etc. But she was, um, she, she was diagnosed and things digressed very, very quickly. And on my third day of training school, she passed away very suddenly and it hit me hard, but I made the decision at the time that I'm either going to wallow in this, um, you know, and, and, and become sad and depressed or do what in the long term I wouldn't suggest anybody does and was quite unhealthy. But at the time, it just seemed like a viable option. Bottle it up, carry on, tunnel vision, finish my training, pass the training, pass out, finish the exams as it were, and, um, you know, grieve and worry about things after that. So I, I did just that, finished my police training and was, you know, sad underneath it all, but at the same time, loving life. I'm, I'm suddenly employed as a policeman, you know, which is, which is very big and it's still a very sought after job and career even for today. And um, yeah, I finished my probationary period. I joined what's called a response team, which is, you know, blues and twos, working uh, earlys, lates and nights shift pattern, responding to the 999 calls, um, you know, and just dealing with emergencies, really. First aid scenarios, confrontation scenarios, domestic scenarios, terror related um, episodes. So um, I just about finished my probationary period, which is when the grief of losing my mum, as I knew it would, uh, hit me like a freight train there and then. This was a good year to 18 months after we actually lost her. And that was my first real battle and struggle with um, depression. I began to um, self-harm. I began to drink, not heavily, but more than was healthy for me, which up to that point was, was slim and none. And um, sought help, which is the very first thing that I would tell anybody to do. The second you're not feeling happy, the second you're not feeling yourself, the second that things change, you've got that little voice in, in the back of your head. Seek help. Speak to people. Um, I spoke to my line management at the time, opened up, told them everything that was going on and had to say that I was dealt with in an impeccable way. Um, I was given um, a period of leave 
Um, I was offered supports um, on my terms. You know, management would come and see me when it suited me. And I sought counselling and it was it was good. It was helpful. It was really, really helpful. So I took the time. I refreshed. I recuperated and I went back um, as a police officer, this time in a neighbourhood um, role. And I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to try for a promotion, which I did. And I was not successful in that in as much as I didn't pass the exam. However, I was given another shot at it and told that I could um, what's called act up. So take on an acting sergeant position. And I ran a neighborhoods team, uh, which I did for, for a number of years. And anyway, in a flash, literally about another eight, nine years passed. And as time went on, I just began to question what I was doing and felt that I I'd lost myself I'd gone from this you know young energetic chap who was into his music and you know I wanted to perform um you know I wanted to bring laughter to people I wanted to entertain people I wanted to sing I wanted to impersonate and I wanted to be this performer but in the blink of an eye nearly a decade had gone by where I was a police officer and I thought this isn't right and I just think that's the time that I had a a, a second I'm not a spiritual person, but I would call it an awakening. You know, something absolutely woke up inside me and I just thought, I've got to get out. Um, I'm not enjoying this anymore. All we seem to be doing, and again, I don't want to just be a, known as the guy who's just disgruntled and negative towards the police because they do a fantastic job and it was a fantastic career. It just got to the point where it wasn't for me. So, um, yeah, all we were doing was just pandering to the, the, the public and saying yes to people and just just um, bending over and all very stretched resources and just often stoking the fire, keeping trouble going. And I, and I began to not actually see the point in what we were doing anymore as a force or a service. And it just wasn't in line with, with my values anymore. And so I, I did. I, I took um, a very, very big decision. I embarked upon a career break and I resigned after 10 years as a police officer. And I, um, again, want to make it very clear that this isn't about encouraging people, you know, not to go into the police or step away from being a police officer because that's not what it was about. But I, I resigned and about 10 tons was lifted off my shoulders. Absolutely 10 tons was lifted off my shoulders. I was very, very afraid. I was terrified because I'd gone from, you know, a reasonable income, uh, a regular income, job security, a pension, you know, all of these things that, you know, I've got a wife, beautiful wife, two beautiful children, a mortgage, a lot to support. Suddenly, through my choice, all of that gone. So you know, I was elated, but very, very terrified at the same time. Um, so what I thought I would do, which I did, was I'm going to use my passion uh, for music um, and I'm going to pen a song together, which I did, uh, which was called Life's Too Short. And I shared that to uh, a Facebook community called uh, Emergency Services Humour. It's got about followership of about a quarter of a million. And they shared my song and it was incredibly well received. Um, it was a basic kind of dum, 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 like a, a ditty, you know, a little, little ragtime. Just with some uh, some politics, some personal thoughts, uh, you know, some in jokes that people still serving are going to get. 
And the idea behind me doing that was, it was therapy for me. I, it, it was venting a little bit of frustration. It was hoping to get, you know, uh, some likes, some comments, a few shares and invoke a little bit of laughter. And it did that. And unbeknownst to me, that actually made its way to two um, English, I lose the term uh, loosely, uh, tabloids. Um, I won't name them, uh, but they, they were also named in the song themselves. And um, yeah, that, that got a really, really good reach. Uh, and that was called Life's Too Short. Um, and I, I stand by all of the sentiments that I made in that song. Um, since then, I, I've had a few uh, guest slots at events um, and really just to talk about my experience within the police, why I've left the police, why then, why did I make that decision? And I kind of at that point realised that I've, I've had my fun. You know, I started university, wasn't for me, dropped out, did something else, joined the police service thought I was enjoying it, came to the realisation that I wasn't, wasn't for me, dropped out, went for a period of just kind of not basking, but almost um, having the identity of a former police officer. You know, this is great. YouTube videos were getting quite a few hits. My Facebook posts were getting quite a few hits. Obviously, my song was still going relatively viral and it was, it was getting quite a lot of attention. Uh, but then again, I, I, I had this... Um, awakening that okay so what now you know I've done these things I've had a blast what now and that's when I decided that okay I'm really going to put my performance hat on and, and for quite a while I was a well I still am uh, just a full-time performer buddy holly impersonator um, I would do um, weddings uh, corporate events um, celebrations private parties revivals festivals theme nights etc and I travel all around the country um, impersonating Elvis Presley, uh, Johnny Cash, Buddy Holly, even Louis Armstrong. And just that real passion for music and that real drive. And what I did about this time last year was I enrolled in um, an entrepreneur business accelerator program um, where I'm learning to encompass my skill for music and my passion and my, my love for all things 1950s and 60s and turn that into a uh, lucrative business, which is what I'm working on at the moment. Uh, and that business is called Buddy's Beats. And what I do is I will coach people to perform live. So maybe they've got an up and coming wedding anniversary, celebration, family get together, or just a party. And they might like the idea of being a rock star, or the hashtag that we use is rock god for that occasion, strutting on stage and nailing one song start to finish. Maybe they would like to play it on the guitar, maybe they'd like to play it on the piano, maybe they'd like to surprise their bride or their partner or their wife of 40, 50 years with a special performance of a song. And it's really, I just coach people and help them out of that comfort zone to perform. It might be something that they've been put off from doing. It might have been something that they believe that they can't do. And what I do is I take their way of thinking, find out what they're afraid of, find out what their fears are, put them to bed, find out the one song that they want to learn and teach it to them via uh, Kajabi or another online learning platform. 
Um, it's all in the development stage at the moment. And I will tutor them to get from A to B to learn to play their song as quickly and painlessly as possible. And I can even come to their event and do it with them. So I'm kind of using my love for music, um, my passion for performing, public speaking and engaging to actually coach people to get onto a stage and perform for loved ones, for friends and family. Um, I'm working with a father-son duo at the moment. I'm working with an 18-year-old uh, guitarist. He's a young lad uh, by the name of Thomas, and he's absolutely superb, but he's never performed in public before. So I'm just mentoring him and coaching him through some tried and tested confidence techniques, some of my own work as well. And he's going to be able to strut out onto that stage. He's got a show coming up in July and he's going to absolutely own it. He's going to wow the audience and he's going to wow himself and friends and family as well. So that's that's very much my, my transition from, um, you know, little kid interested in music to dropping out of university to through being unsure, joining the police service, trying to work my way up the ranks, dealing with 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 grief, um, going back into the police, then having, if you like, a second awakening, realizing that this isn't to me. So then became that performer, that performer that I wanted to be. Absolutely enjoying that. Now I'm combining that with a business and hopefully using my experience, my skills, my passion to empower and coach others to get up onto the stage, smash the song that they want to do and just give the performance of their life. Um, what I'm also doing from my personal Facebook page, and I've only actually been doing it for a three uh, for three weeks now, is every Friday um, I'm going live um, just with a minute, two minute video, just where I'm trying to just encourage anybody who isn't happy with their lives, happy with what they're doing, content with what they're doing, just to think twice. Uh, and I, I deliberately speak as if I'm targeting that message to my former police colleagues. And I emphasize again, not in a bid to try and convince people to leave because I would never do that. But just to say to people that there's life on the outside, whether it's the police or you, know, you stack shelves in a supermarket or you know, you're the chief executive officer of a massive company, when you've got that little voice telling you there's more to life, you're not happy, this wasn't what you were born to do, that it's absolutely fine to go against the status quo, listen to that little voice and try your hand at something else. Because over the last year, and like I've said to you, Michael, I'm, I'm not spiritual, but I do believe that we can at some point have an awakening. I'm such a big fan now of this mantra that we live once and then we are dead. Whatever we don't do just turns to regret on our deathbed. If we're fortunate enough to live to the point of being on a deathbed, God willing, that's poison. You know, having regret is absolute poison. Live for now. And, and one thing that I would also say to people is I would never encourage anybody just if you're not happy to leave your job because that's ridiculous. That is suicide. You know, I had my music to fall back on. I had a skill set to fall back on. And I would just urge people, if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, if you finish work after a shift, or you cannot stand work, or all you're doing is living for a Friday night in the weekend, then that's no life at all. And you've got to change. It can be as simple as cracking a beer, putting on a coffee, 
getting a nice fresh page in a notebook, writing down some ideas in that notebook on what are you good at? What do you like to do? Can you help people? Do you offer value to anybody? Can you charge for a skill or a service? And just make that process. So I'm now making a, a weekly live from my Facebook, which is just saying to people, think twice about your life. And if you're not happy, do something about it. Step away from the negativity. Don't listen to the people who say to you that you should stay there. You should play it safe. You've got to think about your pension because ultimately it's unhelpful poison. Take that pen out, take that pad out and work your way towards some ideas. I'm absolutely thrilled that um, I'm now able to have, have left the police behind. Like I say, not because it's the police, but because it was just something I wasn't happy doing. And I'm embarking on a career where I'm putting my skills to good use. I'm helping people. I'm offering them value. Um, and I'm really helping them achieve something. And I'm turning it into a lucrative business. And I'm just all about trying to inspire people to do just that. Listen to that little voice. Step out of your comfort zone and try something else. Um, because it's going to sound very, very cold. When you're dead, you're dead. You don't get your time back. Do what you want to do. And that's pretty much um, my journey uh, up, up to this point, um, really, Michael. As I say, my, my business is Buddy's Beats. And again, I, I'm not here to, you know, to, to heavily promote that. Uh, but I mean, we're on Facebook. Um, we, we have a YouTube channel. Um, and we're on Instagram. It's all Buddy's Beats. That's Buddy as in Buddy Holly, B-U-D-D-Y. Um, but above all, hopefully, and I've listened to quite a few of the um, your episodes uh, of your podcasts, uh, Michael, and I've got to say that you've had some very genuinely nice, exciting and, and inspiring people on there. I think what you're doing is great. And if, you know, collectively, we or I can help someone to make a decision, then um, I, I'd be really, really happy with that. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Kevin. And we're the hosts of the Rinkside Podcast. We were annoyed by the lack of hockey coverage on local sports radio and decided that we were stupid enough to try and provide some ourselves. We have what we call the Rinkside Guarantee. We guarantee that the podcast you're currently listening to is better than ours. We are literally just two halves of one whole idiot trying to fumble through covering the Detroit Red Wings, the National Hockey League, and hockey in general. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Rinkside Pod. And subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast providers. Every time you listen to our podcast, it brings us one step closer to our ultimate business goal of purchasing the Arizona Coyotes and then moving them to Detroit. What? Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Or just another commercial. We aren't the ones who make those choices. What is your scope right now? Are you just London-based, or do you do anything online, like, say, through Skype with uh, other clients? Is it face-to-face? -face? It will be. It's going to be largely online. Uh, I mean, obviously, currently, I'm a, uh, a one-person operation. Um, obviously, I would travel anywhere local, but I don't just offer your, your run-of-the-mill uh, singing coaching, your guitar lessons, your piano lessons, frankly, because that's already out there. You know, lots of people are doing it and they're doing it incredibly well. What I'm doing is 
is performance coaching. You know, I can take you from a beginner. You've never picked up an instrument before. You've never given it any thought or you have, but you've just put it off, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe you've left it too late. You feel you haven't got the time, whatever, or you doubt yourself. I can take you from that complete beginner to, and this is in 12 lessons or less, completely obliterating that one special song start to finish and have coached you to perform it live. So it's going to be largely um, internet based. There'd be, um, I mean, there's various platforms. There's Teachable, um, there's uh, Kajabi, um, potentially YouTube as well, where I will be tailor making packages for the individual. So one thing that I'd stress is, and this is the perception that a lot of people have with music lessons, it's going to be, You've got to learn scales. You've got to learn theory. You've got to be able to read music. And the one thing that I say to people is Eric Clapton didn't read music. Eddie Van Halen didn't read music. Elvis Presley didn't read music. I mean, Elvis famously once said, I've never written a song in my life. People do it for me and it makes me look clever. He was quoted as saying that in an interview. I think it was 1957. He actually said that. Um, so it's got largely online lessons. So you tell me what it is that you want to do. What's the occasion? What's the song? What are you fearful of? We'll agree a time. I'll go away, put a package together. So it's a complete unique learning platform. You'll be sent login details for that. And then you and I, we start our journey. People are very time conscious as well. People fear they don't have the time to learn a new skill. So that's one of the um, pieces of feedback that I got in my market research stage. And so the lessons are broken down into micro beats. So short five minute sessions in that one session, we may just learn a couple of notes, may just learn a couple of chords, but within those 12 lessons, everything comes full circle. You will be in a position to play that song and to perform that song. So very much largely online based. Um, but if depending on what package people sign up for, you do decide to go with Buddy's Beats, yeah, you're going to get uh, exclusive membership of a, a secret Facebook uh, group, a community where we run competitions, we help each other out, we can upload each other's videos and, and sort of, you know, test the water. And it's a bit of a community, really. And there's a little bit of accountability as well. So milestones, you know, by this point, you'll be able to, then we'll do a live check in. Again, that would be um, via Skype or via uh, Zoom conference so we can just face to face hit any topics that you might be struggling with overcome any barriers and just work through it as a team and again that that's very much what I'm going to be doing so to answer the question it's going to be largely over the internet and so potentially um, worldwide I'm certainly looking big um, there's absolutely no reason that this could not be very big um, in the States, over here, wider Europe, absolutely anywhere. Anybody who's got a desire to want to impress through the medium of music, and I can just help you to smash the confidence barrier, stand up there and do it. And that's what we're all about. Is it geared towards people who already know how to play an instrument, or is that something you would teach them? Not at all. Um, I mean, the learning style, or rather the teaching style, would suit somebody who's never even picked up an instrument before for whatever reason that may be confidence time ability 
Maybe they're in a financial position now that they weren't some time ago. So somebody who's never sung before, somebody who believes that they can't, they don't have the confidence, they wouldn't even know how many strings a guitar has, what the names of the notes on the piano are, complete beginner. 12 lessons or have you learning and performing the song of your choice. That said, like there's a young man I'm working with at the moment, um, young Thomas, he's 18, a superb and very technically advanced guitarist. So it's really a, a, an entire spectrum, you know. Uh, the emphasis on the performance, you know, so, you know, this young lad, amazing guitarist, but does not yet have the confidence or feel he doesn't have the ability to walk out onto a stage and own it. Similarly, somebody who's never, ever, ever played an instrument before will also be coached to that level of, of being able to perform. So it, it, it's either or, you know, if you've got some prior knowledge of an instrument, fantastic. If you haven't, you're, you're equally welcome. I would imagine that if you don't know how to play an instrument, you would, ha you would require more lessons than someone who's already accomplished. Absolutely so. And it, and it really, it depends on what your end goal is, really. I mean, I, I would be very, very honest and say to you, okay, you've never picked up a guitar before in your life or, you know, you've never played the piano before in your life, you know, and in 12 lessons or less, you know, you want to play Slash's guitar solo from, um, from uh, Beat It by Michael Jackson, you know, or you want to play every lead part to every Guns N' Roses track, then obviously we're going to have to have a little bit of a discussion about what's mutually achievable you know within the 12 short lessons because i would be very honest with people you know we, we've got to have an honest relationship from the start um but the, the hard the, the bulk of it really is and the core product here is is the confidence you know will get you to where you want to go in terms of learning a song help you on the way but it's the confidence to get out there and to perform it if you've got some ability on the guitar already, fantastic. Maybe it's just the confidence side of thing that you're struggling with. Um, if you've only just started out, obviously there's going to be the confidence side of things, but that's going to require a little bit more time and tutoring and more emphasis on the actual instrument itself. So depending on what level you're at slash what your outcome needs to be or what you want it to be and how quickly, I'll tailor the individual packages to, to, to suit your needs. How about recording? Are you, um, do you have like a studio or do you look towards to being recorded yourself and being produced and maybe albums and so forth? It's in terms of recording, the short answer is no. Um, the, the short answer is, is, is no. And just to go off piste ever so slightly, any song that I, I've ever written, um, it has been, as you would have heard, um, in jest, you know, satire, funny. I mean, I, I did the one called Life's Too Short. I did a one previous to that geared around social media called, um, what was it called? Uh, Facebook Generation. Um, I did another one called Hail to the Keyboard Warrior, you know, just based around the outrage on, on crime awareness groups and police bashing and things like that. So any song that I've ever written, I've only ever really done as a, as a therapy to me, um, for a little bit of a laugh and I've, I've filmed things via my iPad via my phone and just you know put them online that's about as far as it's gone um, but in terms of everything that I, I would be doing um, I've got um, a self-contained uh, annex um, which it isn't a studio per se but uh, there's white screens um, I've got 
you know, a lighting rig, lighting setups and decent recording and camera recruitment um, as well. So it, it, it's, a, it's a very good quality purpose built recording facility, if you say, but I, I would in no way um, call it a studio. Um, it, it's very honest. It's raw. It, it's you to me. It's person to person. What do you like? Let me put this um, together for you. And the lessons are they would be individual. You know, I will record the sessions for you, send them to you, work your way through them at your leisure. We'd agree times to have face to face check ins uh, where you'd be speaking to me from uh, the brackets studio or Buddy's Beats headquarters uh, where we would do a Zoom conference and or Skype. Um, you know, similar to now, but with face to face and talk about, you know, where we are, problem points, etc. Um, and in terms of the Facebook community, that would be where I would be encouraging people to upload their videos. Again, not looking at any mastery, certainly not looking at any, you know, quality, you know, just in terms of a check in really on their phone, on their iPad um, and just just upload them onto social media and, and we can take it from there. Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. Only I, I really want to emphasize um, to people that, you know, listen to your heart. Um, I mean, I've, I've surrounded myself with some fantastic mentors, you know, in, in the social media industry, the sales and product industry, the business industry, um, you know, some, some authors, some coaches, some, some, some branding experts. And I, I, I'm really big on something that I've learned, which is uh, heart brand you know, and, and people buying from people. And my whole life, I've been a people person. And I think it's just, I've had to go on this journey. And I think we're all on a journey, you know, we've got to try things, we've got to test the water, we've got to try things, we've got to, I don't like to use the word fail, but come to a realisation that maybe that wasn't for us. So we pivot, we try something else, it doesn't work, we pivot, we try something else. And I am where I am. And, and I genuinely hope, and it was very kind of you to say that, that my positivity and, and my passion and my personality shines through. And I would very genuinely encourage people to, to do exactly the same. You're not happy. Think about why you're not happy. Make the change, even if it's something very, very small. You know, try to drop your hours down so you can concentrate on something else. Speak to people, you know, put out posts, do Facebook videos. There is so much exposure at the touch of our fingertips now that just hasn't been there up until this point. So ask people, you know, what do they like you for? What do they think that you're good at? What could you do? Write some ideas down. And I'm such a massive fan of just trying to inspire people to step away from the status quo. If they feel that it's right for them, stop listening to the negativity and try something else. And if I can use that with my skills and my passion in music, then all the better. That's really what Buddy's Beats is about. You know, you, you want to do something, you want to perform, you don't believe that you can do it, work with me and I guarantee you that you can. If people want to drop me um, a message, again, whether that's, you know, wanting to be coached musically via Buddy's Beats 
or just you know send me a friend request um, on on Facebook on down there as, as Buddy Ash. Um, just to you know have a chat. You know maybe you're not happy about something. Perhaps you want to talk through the idea of of you know stepping out of your comfort zone and try on something else. Maybe you're in the emergency services. You want to have a stab at something else, but you feel institutionalized. You know I'm quite happily give my time completely free of charge just to have a chat with somebody and if I can inspire people and if I can help them out then genuinely I believe that's what I've been put here to do and that would be my absolute pleasure.